Focus. Focus. That's you. The future you. The future curious, creative, career-ready you. At the University of Toronto School of Continuing Studies, we have the leading courses and instructors to help you see the future you. See yourself at learn.utoronto.ca. One time for the city. My city. Boy, I'm from the land till I die. Till I die. Till I die. On the east side till I die. Till I die. Till I die. Bubbing that bone thugs till I die. Till I die. Till I die. In the hood, I'm good till I die. Till I CLE till I die. Oh. Everywhere I go, I'm putting on. Putting on, putting on. Everywhere I go, I'm putting on. Welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns, a little machine gun Kellick to bring us in. I'm Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjancic from WKYC Sports in Cleveland. Talking Browns are going to wrap up the week in Indianapolis. Matt was there, preseason game, but right off the top. Matt, along with your great Browns duties, you also cover some UFC, MMA, and uh, Cleveland's own. Stipe Miocic recaptured the heavyweight title of the world in UFC last night. And uh, by, by the sounds of you coming on, it, it was it was a bit of a long night for everybody involved, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was. <laughs> but those are the kind of long nights that you don't mind. Uh, truthfully, uh, they are long, but they're usually pretty fun. Uh Watching him over the last few years uh, pretty intently, it's it's been something special to see his climb to the top, his response from the fall from grace. And, you know, it wasn't pretty by any means last night. He struggled through the first two rounds, and Cormier really looked like he was the much better fighter, but something clicked in the third round, and then in the fourth, man, he took over and he wasn't going to be denied. It was a beautiful win for him. It was, it's kind of the, the, the classic Cleveland story, right? Nothing's easy. Everything's earned. Underdog, nothing's given. Yep. Underdog and storms back and gets it done. And Matt, also, uh, Baker Mayfield had out on social media. He was going crazy. It was Steve Pace, his boy. Like, just the fact how he has embraced this team, this city, he just gets it at every level. And the best thing is it's totally genuine. It's not nothing is BS with Baker. Yeah. And the thing with Baker is uh, I'm start. The more I see him out at supporting the other teams, supporting the other professional athletes, the more I think that he really is the guy that's turning this around. Uh, He said it at the combine uh, that he was going to be the one guy that could turn this team around. He said it um, earlier this year that he felt like he was born to play quarterback in this town. Yes. And the more I see him around and supporting and working his tail off at practice and having good efforts and leading the team, being that field general, that commander that everybody wants to get in the foxhole with, the more I'm starting to get excited about this season, and I believe that, that he will be the one to lead this team. And uh, I don't know that I've ever felt that about a quarterback in my lifetime. Lead us to the promised land. Of course, we're brought to you by Cleveland Whiskey. Our great buddies at ClevelandWhiskey.com, folks. The, the Underground Series, you guys know how I love it. The Hickory Wood, you can get the specialized uh, distillery own editions if you go. 
on East 25th to ClevelandWhiskey.com. Get a tour. They have special open house events. Matt's been to some. Been very cool. The original bourbon as well. Great for mixing. Terrific. Neat. So many flavors. Award-winning. Like, these guys have award-winning technology and flavors. The uh, Black Cherry, and, and it is just a phenomenal product. I love it. Matt loves it. Make sure you check it out. ClevelandWhiskey.com. Available outside of Cleveland, too. So check around uh, you can check out the locations where it's available around you. Just go to clevelandwhiskey.com, social media, at clevewhiskey on Twitter, and clevelandwhiskey on Instagram. Make sure you check it out. And, Matt, it, it kind of, the way Baker has acted and done it, I know we don't like saying this this particular name, but it, it, it kind of brings me to almost a religious type of experience of, like, the false prophet, right? And that was J.M., Jonathan Manziel. Where it was like he had that thing. He was like, I'm gonna oh twenty fifth, I'm gonna be the guy. And it came in, but it was it was fake. It wasn't genuine and he was supposed to be all that. And then Baker came and it was like, Okay, now, like you said, this is real. This is actually the guy. It's kind of we got we got false profited and now the real deal's here. And man, and you know what, Matt? Also too, accepting like ESPN Baker saying I, I love that people are against us. They think we're overhyped. They want us to do bad. Love it. Like you, you're just fueling this guy and this city. It, it's just eating him up. I love it. Yeah, it's uh, it's nice to see that they're not letting everything get to their heads, oh. and they're working their tails off. Um, I had the fortune, good fortune, to be out in Indianapolis for those two practices this week, and. They looked really, really good offensively. Defensively, it was kind of a 50-50 thing. They were good on some plays, bad on some others. But uh, offensively, they moved right down the field on a Colts team that was in the playoffs last year. And when you're doing that, you're doing a lot of things right. And it's been nice to see. It was nice to see on Wednesday and Thursday, and it'll be even nicer to see once the real stuff rolls around in September. That's right, and they won the preseason game. We'll get to that in a couple minutes. But, yeah, Matt was in Indy to see this firsthand. And, Matt, the other thing that I took away from that time in Indianapolis versus the Colts was that unlike, and we talk about Baker being unlike something we've seen, how often have Browns teams just been beat up, bullied, James Harrison on Colt McCoy, right? Other other players on other... And nobody sticks up. It's just like, oh, well, it's a sad sack Browns. Well, this week, Freddie didn't like the tempo of one practice. What results in the next one? Two bench-clearing brawls and the Browns setting the tone. And it's like... And it just inspired... I don't know about you, man, but I hear Freddie talk. He's like, we're not going to get pushed around. We're going to set the tone. I'm like, let's let's go. I just want to run through a wall. Let's, like, let's get going. The inspiration. Just the, the fact that if you're a Browns fan, not just the team but you as a fan you can look and like no one's going to push us around no one's going to do that anymore that's over we're setting the tempo I thought that was uh, remarkable and off the field stuff just that attitude is something I I can't remember the last time we've seen it with this team maybe maybe never they've been missing it maybe never since since they came back in 99 they've been missing it totally totally so to have that kind of mentality I mean we've been around I've been around for 10 other training camps and Outside of Mangini and the two with him and the one with Chud, the rest of them are pretty much Camp Cupcake, comparatively speaking. Freddie has had them in pads all but three practices, and two of those were mandated by the league as acclimation days at the start of camp. Okay. So if you factor out those two, they've been in pads like 13 days out of 14 practices. Nice. 
they are trying to develop an identity of toughness, of physicality, and they are really they're really serious about it. They don't want to be pushed around. And look, Freddie is the first one to say, I don't condone fighting. I don't want to see it. We don't practice penalties, even though they committed 13 yesterday. Mm. Um, we don't practice penalties, but we're not going to take any you-know-what either. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a fine line. I think it's very hard to do both. But if there's a guy that can get it done, it's going to be Freddie Kitchens. As a leader, people believe in him. And they – for as much hype as the Browns have generated this year, probably the biggest knock is who they chose as their head coach. He's an unknown. And these players, these players love Freddie Kitchens. They loved him when he was the OC. They loved him when he was a position coach. And now that he's calling the shots, they're going to play their tails off for him. And that's, the difference again, Matt. One, you got an actual quarterback, and there is legitimate hype. Two, yeah, you're not. It's not fake. I, like I keep coming back to that. It, like not with Baker, not with Freddie. It's all legit, and that's why players respect them. If you are a legitimate person, and it's not the Hugh Jackson fake stuff, then the team respects you, and they get on board. And we're seeing that tenfold. So, like, give me a couple takeaways from from the practices you were at, the scrimmages with the Colts. We had the, we had the brawls, the toughness was shown. Anything that stands out from actual on-field on either side of the ball that, well, either side and special teams, let's not miss them, um, that stood out to you positively. We'll get to them in a minute. Well, we'll, I know. We'll, we'll, they'll, they'll be the negative. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. So let's get the positives out of the okay. way first. Positive, okay, positive. Uh, you know, and, and, and truth be told, full disclosure, I, I am known as the realist slash pessimist of the group, but right. I was very <laughs> impressed with what they did out in Indy. Uh, from a toughness standpoint, we talked about that. But from a competitive standpoint, they belonged on the field. When they've done these practices before with the Bills in recent years, they didn't belong on the field. And you knew it pretty close to right away. Right, They were just not – competitive at all this was a completely different story and not only were they competitive they were very good at what they did they scored touchdowns in two minute situations they scored touchdowns in the red zone baker mayfield was thrown to like the 86th receiver on the depth chart and they were still scoring touchdowns in in one-on-one drills it was it was nice to see that competitiveness and them being able to handle it and not get um drowned by the moment that was one takeaway. The other takeaway is, man, this backfield is stacked with some real good talent. <laughs> okay, t- t- take me through that, man. Uh, take me through. Nick Nick Chubb on a move-the-ball drill, which basically means you keep going until the defense stops you. Uh, he took the first handoff of the drill, bounced it left, kicked it back middle, 65 yards down the field, yeah. pulling away from defenders later, touchdown Browns. There you go. Was barely touched on the play. And he's got a better burst than people give him credit for. Mm-hmm. He's known as a bruiser, but he can go. He can run. And I've seen Miles Garrett run pretty close to step-to-step step with him. But that means that Nick Chubb is running like a sub 4-5. And he's like 220 pounds of full-on grown man he will coming run you downhill over. that fast. 
I, 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 I love that. You got Nick Chubb with the burst showcasing it. But let's move now into the preseason game number also two. Also with Hunt. We, it was the first time we got to see Hunt. Right. And he looked really good. So he looked he, good. Uh, he looked good. It's going it's to take him a while to get acclimated again because he hasn't done this in a very long time. Had the injury, but, yeah. But he showed his ability to ca- uh, catch the ball out of the backfield. He can find some holes in defenses and – once he knocks the rust off, he'll be just fine. Is he going to be an instant contributor when he comes back in week, in week 10? He might be, but I think it's going to take a couple of weeks before he really gets going, and then he's going to pick up full steam. Nice. Well, and what about the rest? Because in the game itself, we had uh, Nick Chubb sat, Baker sat, Miles Garrett sat, and so you got a little bit of work for Kareem Hunt. But some of the, uh, the other rushers, like Dontrell Hilliard, who uh, I don't believe played either. Um, it looks a little looked a little iffy, Matt, taking over that that Duke Johnson role. But what about the Ernest Johnson and then even Trayon Gray? Out, like kind of that that next level. You got Chubb Hunt when he comes back. But what about that that kind of third down back that that backup running back role? What do you what are some of your takeaways from the practices in the game? Uh, Ernest Johnson looks like he has a slight edge right now. I know they're very high on Hilliard. Yeah, but his body of work in the preseason wasn't very good so far and his his practices have been inconsistent and that's a key sticking point for this coaching staff they want consistency mm-hmm. so he's got to work on that and figure out his his situation there uh gray they're very high on they think a lot of this young man he really could be an option for them in the future maybe this year he's probably looking at potential practice squad situation at least for part of the year but uh he'll find his way onto a roster he's got plenty of talent he's a load too by the way he can he can take a lick and keep going matt what about uh jalen strong like i am this is my guy coming out of camp when we were down a couple weeks back right for brown's training camp at the practice facility in the scrimmage he has been sensational. He kind of reminds me of, like, uh, except obviously in, in camp he's had a, a larger um, body of work, but Perryman when he came in last year and just kind of burst on. He's got size. He's got speed. He's got athleticism. He can Jaylen contort Strong his body. The Houston it's, it's beautiful. Texans. It's just it's phenomenal what he's been able to do and just kind of twist and, and try to earn a spot. This is a guy, third-round pick 2015. He's looking for – he's fighting for a job for his career. I think it's going to be hard to keep him off the team. What do you think? I think those receiver cuts are going to be very, very difficult, and I think there are a lot of people that are earning jobs with the way that they're playing. Nice. Uh, I've been impressed with a lot of them. Even Blake Jackson, who eventually got waved injured, uh, I thought he was having a great camp. DJ Montgomery has flashed pretty much every day, and the forgotten man is Derek Willis. (laughs) He's kind of – been forgotten in this whole thing but he's in the mix i think jalen strong has had a tremendous camp i know there was a a day last week where he dropped two passes in the end zone and it it wasn't a good day for him but he bounced back the next day and had a phenomenal practice and was catching everything under the sun so i i think from the wide receiver's perspective this is as deep of a lineup as i've i've seen in my 11 seasons covering this team. Yeah, 
And then even on top of that, Damian Ratley, who was a six-round pick, he's he's trying to get on the field as well with injuries and all that. So I'm with you. It is a yeah. He did return that second practice uh, with the Colts. He was on the field. Okay. okay. So that was a good sign because that's the first time he's really been on the field all camp. Sure. Make sure you're following us on Twitter at AndyMC81 at Matt Flurjancic. You can check out his work WKYC.com slash sports and give our uh, great sponsor Cleveland Whiskey a follow on social media at Cleve Whiskey on Twitter, Cleveland Whiskey on Instagram, Facebook. You get them there. And, of course, check out all their great products. Award-winning whiskey done differently at ClevelandWhiskey.com. Now, Matt, the, the, the star of week one preseason getting mauled, highlights all over the, the place, was uh, Damon Sheehy Giuseppe. Uh, give me your takeaways from the practices. Didn't do much in the game, had two punt returns for a total of eight yards. Was that, did he not get used enough? Well, like, I, I was expecting, hopefully, another step forward for him to try to solidify that return position. Well, he set a pretty impossible standard to live up to with his first punt return. Right. Uh, that 86-yarder was pretty pretty damn amazing. Uh, you're not going to spring one every single time, but uh, they bottled him up pretty good. Uh, you know, the book is out on him now that he can fly when he gets in the space, so don't let him get to space. And the Colts did a good job with their coverage units, but not everybody's going to be able to do that. Uh, will he nail down this role? I don't know. Uh, It it really comes down to numbers at the wide receiver position. Uh, Personally, I would rather have Jalen Strong on the roster than worry about punt returns because if I need a fair catch, you know, just a secure guy back there, I could always stick Jarvis back there and go, hey, stick your hand in the air. Don't try to get anything fancy. Don't take any hits, but just catch the damn ball. Right, right. But at the same point, Matt, you need that explosiveness. That's what's been lacking at that you do. position. You, yeah. You know, we, we, we need that. So to me, I'd rather cut one of those backup tight ends and have an extra receiver on, even if he is just in coverage. And I've heard his actual ability as a wide receiver, which is totally new to him, is a work in progress. But if you have this team is deep enough, I think, to do that. Cut one of the tight ends or backup, whatever, wherever you're, you're deep elsewhere. Keep the extra guy and have that weapon because it changes. If you have the game plan against Sheehy Giuseppe, it gives opponents one more thing to worry about, whereas otherwise, like, yeah, just punt it to wherever and no one's going to do anything. Give them that extra bit of work. Every moment is so valuable. So I'm rooting for him, man, because we haven't had, gosh, what, Travis Benjamin. Is that right, the last actual dynamic return guy? Yeah, in the punt return game, yeah, but... Overall, it was Cribs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Travis couldn't return kicks. I don't know if Damon can, but I know Josh Shears held it. Oh, and uh, I, I would say that uh, Travis on the punts and overall Josh are the only two returners that we've had since, shoot, probably since 99 that have done much of anything back there. And that's that's really the concern because you have to have especially in how tight that AFC North is going to be, all three phases going at full tilt. So special teams is a big part of that with the return. But, Matt, we've held off long enough. The kicking situation, sir. Uh, now, during practice week, and I'll let you expand on this, apparently it looked good. In the game, both missed, both Austin Seibert and Greg Joseph missed 52 and 53-yard field goals. Now, I know people might say, well, Andy, that, that's pretty far. That's fine. But you are indoors, and if you got the big legs and our NFL kicker, 
there's going to come a time you got to make those. Um, and it sounded like Freddie Kitchens wasn't too pleased as, uh, as well on that. Give me first, in the practice week, how you thought the kickers looked in the practice, the scrimmages with the Colts, and then the, the actual game results. It was the best consecutive days of work that the kickers had all all camp. Most consistent. They were all making kicks. Uh, they each went five for five in their scripted drills against the Colts. Uh, I think on day one, and then in day two, they looked fairly good as well. And it came to the game, and everything fell apart. And they hit the extra points, but there's going to come a time where the, a game is going to come down to a field goal, and I wouldn't feel very good about sending either one of them out there. I mean, at this point, what are we gonna do? I know it'd be, I know it'd be weird, but. Maybe they should look at Jamie Gillen as an option. Uh, he was a place kicker in college. He has a hell of a leg, as we saw with his 74-yard punt last night. Right. they got to try something else because what they've got right now isn't working. And Quite frankly, I don't think the kicker for this team is yet on the roster. Oh, Matt. No. I knew it. I knew I was right not to have Greg Joseph sign. Signed the football when he at training camp. I pulled out the side piece of paper. I knew it. <laughs> no, a very nice young man. He's a nice guy. Fantastic person in the locker room. You never hear anything bad about him. But he's a kicker, but, Matt. So good, he should be that way. Come on. <laughs> but in in hey man, there are some there are some kickers in this league that they get real difficult to deal with. Like they are very superstitious. Uh, you never hear that kind of talk about Greg Joseph. They all trumpet how hard of a worker he is and how he's trying to improve his technique and whatnot. But personally, I think he's it's his job to lose if they commit to keeping one of the two that are on the roster. And that's a fifth-round pick. Cyber, that's a fifth-round pick. There's a fifth-round pick Ooh. that basically was a throwaway pick because he has done nothing to warrant this. I've, I mean, I've seen bad competitions, position battles during camp before. I don't, other than the quarterback competition between Derek Anderson and Brady Quinn, and then fast forward a few years with Brock Osweiler and Deshaun Kaiser and Cody Kessler. I don't know that I've seen a worse position battle in camp than the kickers this year. Uh, They've been awful. And that's putting it mildly. Ooh, they might not be on the roster. Good Lord. You know, give that Gillen guy a chance. Give the Scottish Hammer a chance. Why Why not? Right? Like, I, I guess. Just try to figure it out. Oh, Matt. You know what? At least it's not we're, that we're worrying about the quarterback. The kicker, it's important, but at least we got the quarterback thing figured out. Um, Matt, let's wrap up on this. Yeah, I would agree with, I would agree with you on that. Yeah. But if the game does come down to oh. a kicker, uh I don't want to be anywhere. I, I love you like a brother, man. You, I mean, you are my family, but I don't want to be anywhere near you when it comes down to a kicker. No, no, oh, I can't. I can't. I like. I no. <laughs> Do not screw this up for me, Great Joseph Austin Seibert or anybody else. No, no. Oh, all right, Matt. So we're we're getting ready this week. Uh, Browns back to. Uh, Cleveland back to Berea, getting ready for the third preseason game, which, of course, is the big dress rehearsal game against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, This week going in, what are the coaching staff looking for? What are you looking for as we build to that third preseason game? 
less penalties, yeah, uh, more 13. discipline play, 13 penalties. You're not going to win many games no. doing that kind of stuff. Uh, lots of PIs and roughing the passers, and guys just have to learn how to hit. And clearly they haven't learned yet, though. A lot of the younger guys, I think Mac Wilson was flagged, and so was Sheldrick Redwine, were both flagged for using their helmets. Oh. You can't use your heads anymore. you got to keep them up, and that's something that they're going to have to deal with and learn. It's that uh, line of that aggressive, right? Thing. I want to see better production out of the kicking game. Uh, they, they, somebody, they have to find somebody that can put the damn ball through the uprights. Yeah, yeah. You can't be a concern. You're a team that fancies themselves a division winner. You can't be messing around with this. The problem now is, where do you get them? And if other kickers get cut, do you go there? Because there's a reason that they would have gotten cut as well. So it's a real problem, and it's it, time's running out for anyone to separate Matt, right? Like that, that's that's the issue here. So that'll be something yeah. to to track as we get ready for for Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, and also one thing to keep an eye on is the right guard situation. Freddie said it's still an open competition, but I think we pretty much all agree that Cush uh, has won the job. They just haven't told him yet. If oh. he's been running with the ones pretty much every day. So for, a, for Corbett again. a good week and a half now. And Corbett is looking like he's going to be your swing guy on the interior that can snap if something happens to Treader or fill in at one of the guard spots. But he, he had a couple of the snaps at center go, go high, didn't he? He still has to work on that as well. Oh, yeah, there's no question. He's a work in progress. I mean, this was a college left tackle. Yeah. Yeah. And when and he went pick. to the senior bowl, they're like, uh, you have to work at center and guard. And he's like, okay, never done that before, but okay. And it's a work in progress. He hasn't done it. I mean, realistically, when you look at his career, I mean, it's a, it's a short sample size. It's only one season, but how many legit snaps did he get on the offensive line versus how much of his participation came through special teams? Right, right. Yeah. That's so. That's a swing man. As long as they get it locked up, whoever doesn't matter. Just put the best unit out there. That shouldn't be too big of a concern. But that kicker situation, man. Oh boy. Okay. All right. You know what? We'll we'll end it on that note, and we'll get ready for the third preseason game. We'll hit you guys up after that. It is uh, this Friday, so we'll do a, a doghouse likely on uh, on the Saturday or Sunday. But to find out, to make sure, we'll hit you up on social media at AndyMCD1, at Matt Florjancic on Twitter, Instagram at AndyMCSports, and at Matt Flow Sports. And of course, Matt has some great articles, not just on the Browns, but also on the UFC, the new heavyweight champion of the world, Stipe Miocic on WKYC.com slash sports. I, I, I love the articles, dude. They were awesome. Thank you very much. Uh, they were fun to write, and there was no shortage of, of good things happening last night uh, during and after that fight. Everybody has, has really gotten behind him. Uh, all three of the pro teams in town sent their well wishes to him before the fight. Miles Garrett did a, a brief Twitter video uh, before the fight wishing him luck. Miles actually trained with Stipe oh, really? uh, for a few weeks before the start of training camp. Yeah, he he went to Stipe's uh, training gym out at Strong Style uh, MMA and Independence, and he was hitting the bag, uh, hitting the the mitts with Stipe's striking coach. Oh. You know, just trying to learn how to better use his hands, which is pretty terrifying. That <laughs> Miles Garrett is trying to find ways to further 
get into the backfield of of opposing teams. Oh, love it. <laughs> if you're a left tackle or a right yeah. tackle. Oh yeah, and, and he ate them up in Indy too. Two real good left uh, uh, left guard and and left tackle combo there. So good stuff, buddy. All right, we will uh, let you get going, and we will chat again next week. All right. Sounds good, buddy. Have a good one. All right, you too. There he is, Matt Florjancic from WKYC.com covers the Browns. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to Cleveland Whiskey's The Doghouse right here on SB Nation Dogs by Nature. Since you listen for free, you love a deal. Here's Ford of Canada employee Daria. I really enjoy driving the EcoSport because it is like the best mix of a car for me. If an escape and a focus were to have a baby, they would definitely produce an EcoSport. Right now, get over $5,500 in total price adjustments on the 2018 Ford EcoSport Titanium with four-wheel drive. Plus, until September 3rd, get a $1,000 trade-in bonus. You pay what we pay. Get your Ford employee pricing today. To learn more, click on the banner. Since you listen for free, you love a deal. Here's Ford of Canada employee Daria. I really enjoy driving the EcoSport because it is like the best mix of a car for me. If an escape and a focus were to have a baby, they would definitely produce an EcoSport. Right now, get over $5,500 in total price adjustments on the 2018 Ford EcoSport Titanium with four-wheel drive. Plus, until September 3rd, get a $1,000 trade-in bonus. You pay what we pay. Get your Ford employee pricing today. To learn more, click on the banner.